Comics and games to movies and TV. This is the Nerd Show on thirteen ten KFKA. Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Now here are the nerds. Happy Nerds Day, everybody! You're listening to the Nerd Show on one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA here in the Allo Fiber Studios. To my right is Scott Magerflesh. Behind the glass, Micah Kilpatrick. And I'm Nick Kenny, also known as... Darth Monger. Darth Ambivalous. Darth Harmonic. And here we are, another week gone by. And more pop culture stuff just keeps coming out of the woodwork and keeps showing up. Yes, and if it does. If it's good, it's pop culture. If it's bad, it's poop culture. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Although Bad Micah should are. be in a really good mood because the Broncos won this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, they yes, beat they the did. worst team in football. And I know. Either, either way, how that game went, the other team would have beaten the worst team in football. <laughs> and, and from my understanding, they played terrible for at least half of the game and then all of a sudden figured it out. My so. older brother, we're all Bears fans, my family, and... Uh, he bet against the Bears when they were up twenty three to three. Sorry, twenty eight to three. Made a three dollar bet for the Broncos to win, and uh, you know he got paid fifty bucks for that three dollar bet. And you know why? He, what he said? He goes, "I know my team." Yep. Well, well, good for good for the Broncos. Good for us Broncos fans who don't want the Broncos to tank, and uh, good for him for making that fifty bucks. I hope he spends it wisely. Technically, it was only 47. 48. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's 51 total. 51 total. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, just... so it's only a, a, $2, a $2 charge? Yeah, there was a $3 bet. Okay. So it was a plus 1,600 odds at the time of the bet. Gotcha. So he didn't, he didn't get his money back. He got, he, he got the $47? He bet $3 yes. and made 51. Okay, so he got 48. Yes, he was... Yeah. Net 48. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we do math right for everybody who likes to gamble because I always talk to people. It's like, I won $500 on this hand. How much did you spend to get to that point? Well, I, I think I started with $1,800 and I was down to my last 20, but I won 500 Yeah, yep. make sure you explain to them the difference between gross and net. Yes, there's a big difference here. Yeah. Speaking much. of gross... There were a few gross things during uh, Gen V. That's the Amazon Prime spinoff of The Boys. Did you get a chance to watch that, Monger? I did. I actually watched the first two episodes. Haven't gotten into the third one yet. And, you know, I... Was did, you a... see, did you see the erect penis? Um, uh, it, it was not yes, actually did. an erect penis, but I think it was a model of an erect penis. Yeah, I... I... I did see that. I'm not sure that I will recover from that, but you know, there's nothing worse than seeing that and a individual who is supposed to be like three inches tall climbing on top, climbing of it. on top of it, and just yeah, it, the, the so so uh, that he can feel more like a man. Apparently so, but I was really disappointed that, and I don't know if you need to hit the spoiler alert button, but maybe you should. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I was really disappointed that we lost Clancy Brown 
in the very first episode. Oh, yeah, me too. That was the, really the disappointing. Author? No, the actor. Oh, I was thinking of Tom Clancy. You're thinking of Tom Clancy. But no, the actor, Clancy Brown, he plays this Dr. Brink. And in the first episode, you kind of realize that you don't like this guy. He's kind of a jerk. Oh, I, you know, and he's the face of the university. And you're... I actually... So I actually did kind of like him. I understood where he was coming from. So even though I didn't like him, I kind of liked him. Maybe that says something about me. But boy, <laughs> his death. And, and IMDb fooled me because it said he's supposed to be in five episodes well, or four or something. And I'm sure they're doing some flashback scenes and some other elements that are going to happen to that. I hope but so because he's a great actor. He is. And when he's sitting there talking to Marie... Letting her know that she's getting expelled, but she's, he's like building her up and she's all happy and excited about this. And he's like, and there's this guy from the UK. You know what's great about him? What? Well, he died. His dog fell in the water and he jumped in and he saved his dog, but he died in the process. And so you're being expelled. Yeah. He, he basically <laughs> was saying most of these, this is why I liked him. Yeah. He admitted that most of the heroes aren't heroes. Yeah. Because most of them. They were showing how, like, further how the the corporate uh, behind the the corporate. Uh, hang on, I'm losing my mind here. Let me gather my thoughts. Well, Vaught. Okay, gathered my thoughts. Okay, that Vaught. was new. Yeah, it was. I don't think Sorry, I noticed Vaught. that. Vought, that gigantic corporation, which I think pretty much owns the school. Yes, as well as the television shows and everything. I thought it was really um, hypocritical where they're like, and Vought TV has identified this university as the best university in America seven years in a row. <laughs> it's like they own all of it. Yeah, it's like the local hospital giving the local hospital an award for being the best hospital in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really, really interesting how this world is turning out to be exactly like the other world where you have – although one problem I have with it is there's – you know how I said earlier when I watched the trailer I was afraid it was going to be kind of, you know, young adulty. Yeah. Well, it is kind of young kind adulty. Of um, although it's more – High, uh, college student, college young, student adult. young adult. But yeah, it's definitely, we're focusing on that age of characters and we're seeing it and it's... We're seeing some pretty bad people. We are seeing some pretty I bad mean, people. You're seeing some predatory guys. Yep. You're seeing a woman who's taking advantage of women by by trying to, she's boosting her YouTube channel mm -hmm. by, you know, taking the stories of victims and exposing them, but only for her gain. And, you know, you feel bad for some of these women, but mostly I don't care about that aspect. I care about the underlying story of what's going on in the so-called forest. In the woods? Yeah, in the woods. What, like, why did the most powerful character, the number one, commit suicide? Yeah. Like, he's, he's the most powerful character. He has, you know, a... Red carpet path right to the seven. He's going to be in the seven. Tom Clancy's character, or not Tom Clancy. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, Anytime. Yeah, so... Uh, Dr. Brink, or... Yeah, they called him Brink. He was yeah. like Brinkerhoff or something like that, yeah. So he's, he's telling number one, he's like, hey, you have a path 
to the seven. There is no draft for you. You are going to the seven. And you saw on his face how he didn't really want to be in the seven. And it kind of blew my mind to see him go evil in the first episode and then to see him kill himself. Well, and I don't think he went evil. I think he finally had had enough. He realized what was going on. He knew that his brother wasn't dead, that his brother had been captured and was still being held by you know, the the university and was being, you know, was being tested on and everything else in that regard. So I... But why did he need to kill himself? I think because it had already become obvious that he had done wrong. I think the fact that if... Because he even said, he goes, Marie, I wish you hadn't have been here. Why did you have to come here? Because he was just going to kind of do that all on his own and then it would be good. But then he realizes that Marie is going to tell the world what happened I, I and think so he, he goes after her, and I think that's why he doesn't do anything else once he gets outside and he sees his buddy Andre, who, who I and he like. says, I, I love you and I'm sorry, and he's like, there's no way out. He doesn't have a way out, and he knows what the university is capable of, and he's like, I'm not going back there. I'm not doing that again, and so that's his only out. He has no other option. I, I was... I actually really like a lot of the main characters because the main characters aren't all like evil superheroes. They're all young people who happen to have that compound V inside of them and they're accepting who they are. Mm -hmm. But you have a couple of them who I thought I wouldn't like the the girlfriend of number one, whatever his name is. I thought, oh, she's she's just going to be some (laughs) character. She's actually not. She's actually going to be one of the main heroes I think in this show. Although she's really devious and I'm really struggling with some of the things that you know she's making people do like the one guy literally made this guy go to a Dick's Sporting Goods store get a Louisville Slugger baseball bat, come back onto campus and whack himself in in the the privates every hour on the hour and while he did it he had to yell Jumanji. Yeah, because he was saying like he was saying some pretty yeah. awful things about her dead he was. boyfriend. So you know what? And I well, actually it was about her. He oh, said about her? that was because of what he said was he goes he had to go to that extreme in order to get away from Kate. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, but it was just like, and she was you know using that level of manipulation on it, and and like when she, they went into the club, it was like. And you don't care. He's like, I don't care. So they didn't have reservations. So I think it's a fairly decent show so far. I know you said you've seen the third episode and you didn't like it. I haven't seen it yet. The third episode is almost all young adult drama, which you you get to know some of the characters better, but it's it's mostly useless until the end. Some of the there's some mission points in there, but it's it's mostly useless. I'm afraid it's going to be some of that, hey, we're on Amazon, so we can you know, make more erect penises with a small girl crawling on top of it. It's gross. I didn't need to see that. I know you guys can do it. You don't have to do it. And I'm also afraid there's going to be more of this, this young people drama. I don't, I don't care for that. I just get into the story. You can... Sprinkle a little bit of that in there, but don't have an entire 
third episode based on it. I I'm not sold on this show at all. <laughs> I it's I just nothing not about this has me wanting to use my very little time yes. to watch either the boys or Gen the boys, Z. Gen yes. V. Yeah, the it's boys, called Gen yes. V. If you like the boys, you should try this out. If it if it has another episode three, I'm gonna be really worried. But episodes number one and two were really good. I, I got nothing. Yeah. No, that's all right. I, I feel like that the element and the envelope that they're pushing is sometimes they push it too much just for the sake of ratings and for shock value. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. Could be interesting. Yes, we will. I won't, but they will. <laughs> and we'll talk about it on the Nerd Show. Stay tuned. We have other nerdy things to cover, including Ahsoka, uh, Creator. Um, who knows what else will, will come up or out of our mouths um, when we get back from this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nerd Show here in the Aloe Fiber Studios. Midtown, Greeley, three nerds about to talk some Star Wars. Ahsoka. We're uh, you know, going recording on Monday, so the final episode of this season, I don't want to say series, but season hasn't season. come out yet. I'm assuming that there are going to be more seasons. I, I feel like they can't wrap everything up in just one episode. No, there's, there's, uh, there's no way. Uh, and, and everyone's talking about this. I say everyone with a few people I, I, I follow online just to get some deep, deep, deep dives into the episode, much deeper than we get because we, you know, don't have the time or resources, really. We have day jobs. Uh, yeah. Um, but they're all talking all this is all building up to the Dave Filoni movie. Okay, yes. But if they just dove into the Dave Filoni movie right after the season, I'd be upset. There needs to be more. I don't think they will. I think that there is way too much to try and do in a single episode that you could say, well, we're going to do one season and go into the film. I mean, there's so many elements around Hera and the New Republic and all the things that are going off in the other galaxy, and we've just barely gotten to scratch the surface with Thrawn. The one thing I'm really happy about with this episode, episode seven, we now know exactly where we are in the timeline. Yes, they did that in the hearing, um, which was uh, which was awesome. You get to they've done a lot of politics in the last yeah. couple live action series, you know, with um, Andor, with even Mandalorian. They were bringing in the po- politics, and I'm I'm grateful for that. I know people all oh, Star Wars is in politics. That's exactly what Star Wars yeah. has been since the dang trade disputes. If we're mm-hmm. going in a chronological <laughs> order um, above Naboo, but you know, we get to Hera. Under a, a, a Senate hearing, um, kind of challenging yeah. what she was doing out there, and this a-hole senator <laughs> um, kind of grilling her, and then we get a familiar sound. And and I love the fact that it was even more familiar than we thought it was going to be. And I, you know, I follow Chris Bartlett on Instagram, and I've had the privilege of meeting him a few times and everything else. And he posted a picture early Tuesday. Of Anthony Daniels without his helmet in, you know, a shot from like Empire Strikes Back or something. And that's it. And that's all it was. And it was just great. And then you watch the show and you hear the voice and you see him. And then you're like, wait, I don't think that's Chris. The movement seems slightly slower. And, and, you know, Anthony Daniels is in his 
late 70s, I think. But then it was him. And that was so amazing to see Anthony Daniels back in the suit again in this show. And I just love the fact that that happened. That was so cool for me. Here's a hot topic, and maybe we can touch upon it after the episode recap, um, which is Star Wars's inability to recast. And when they sent 3PO in, it was awesome to see 3PO. Fans did recognize that the neck was a bit thicker than uh, past 3PO's. Anthony Daniels is in his seventies. I mean, yeah. they have to accommodate him. This was that sure. was that was not a comfortable costume. Yeah, and I don't think it still is. But you know, three PO comes in, and uh, you know that senator makes a bash of it's just a droid, and Chopper is sure uh, <laughs> unhappy about that. But to Scott's point, we now know the timeline. This is just after Moff Gideon, or maybe his clone, as we've yes. talked about in past episodes, was defeated on Mandalore. So we know that we're right along that timeline. Yeah. You know, this talk of, uh, you know, the Imperial remnants, no, they're not strong enough. I mean, they're just kind of blinded. But Senator Organic comes in to save the day via 3PO. Do we want to talk about recasting or do we want to finish the episode? Let's finish the episode. I think we okay. could do that next segment. Um, I think it's a really interesting and hot topic. Yeah. And we'll get to it. So um, pretty much Harrogate's kind of okay cool go on go go about your business i will say to 3po and i mentioned this when we watched the watch party last night or you know two weeks weeks ago whenever (laughs) of it was just in this timeline three years ago where he was negotiating for job of the hut and i know it's been a long time and and 3po has been through many iterations but 3po had a level of confidence and certainty this time around and me, I, I think that might just be a little continuity thing. Did 3PO really develop this? Or did, you know, the fall of the Empire um, and going through those war zones, you know, from Tatooine to Endor in Return of the Jedi kind of give 3PO that, hey, we're, we got some we got some clout now. I think it's more than three years. And I was trying to go back and look at some of the, because you had mentioned that before about it was only three years. But, you know, we've got all the things that happen in The Mandalorian. And, you know, we've kind of established that that was about five years after after Jedi. And so we're we're in, Eight, you know, maybe? five, six years afterwards. So I think it's a little bit further along than that. Not that it's that big of a deal, but, you it, know, it's it was very th- a mature three people that was. we didn't get in any of the original trilogy yeah. or even the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have as much screen time, of course, in uh, in the in the in the sequel trilogy. But. Um, and, of course, we're not there yet, yeah. but we're in that uh, yeah, three to five to six years yeah. after after Jedi. Well, he says in the in the show that it's a part of my programming. So there's a possibility that he could have had some upgrades once he became a part of the New Republic. And now it was like, all right, well, we're going to update some of his diplomatic protocols and help him be better at negotiating and handling these type of things for it was it was, Senator it was yeah it was awesome to see 3po we'll get into the recasting i see what you did why, there. yeah <laughs> why they won't do it and i i think that's holding star wars back with a lot of these stories but i'll get into that later on and then we get to out to a Ahsoka coming out into a, a minefield. The Purgle are, are trying to navigate that, and they quickly take off. But um, we get a we get a nice throwback to Empire Strikes Back. Do you remember what uh, Hu Yang said uh, about getting the the cover? They're providing us cover, and no, the then they take off. Pulverized. Oh, they're, oh, they're gonna, any longer. Oh, we're going to get pulverized. pulverized. Yeah. That's uh, Leia when they're in the asteroid field. Right. Um, I, I love that. Just yeah. um, kind of. 
throw there to I mean it's not even really a throwback I don't think but just yeah. nice to see that in a, in a similar context Some homage um, and we, we we talked about this in weeks past we finally I think have Ahsoka Ahsoka um, I won't say upbeat because certainly she's not really giddy about going after and trying to navigate the mm-hmm. unknown regions as, or a new galaxy but you know her just kind of attitude toward Hu Yang and yeah. his rigidness stuck in the Jedi ways. Do you think that's going to be an issue for their relationship um, as they kind of progress into this new Ahsoka the White? I don't think so. I think it's going to add to just the banter. I think it, you know, we think about how, you know, Luke and 3PO and Luke and R2 had this kind of odd relationship and kind of fun relationship. I think that's all it is. It's going to be fun to see how they work with one another and collaborate and just all the elements of the episode I thought were done really well. Um, figuring out what's going to happen with Balin mm. after this whole other element of this fight. And it was interesting when he's like, you can't defeat me. He had that arrogance about the fight in his last lightsaber duel with Ahsoka. And she says, I don't have to and was able to walk away from that. But it still is kind of crazy that Balin is that strong of a Jedi or a gray Jedi, whatever we're going to call just, him. And he's taken a different path. Well, I, the light, I, sorry, I'm Micah. hoping, sorry. I, I'm hoping that we don't see him again. Part of me just wants him to go, okay, this is my time. I've trained my Sith or gray Jedi or whatever she is to do her thing. This is the path that she wanted. I'm now going to go on my path. That's, that's I, not I really the think... Jedi or Sith way, though, as far as accumulating power. And I think fans would be ticked off if we don't have Balin resolution. I also am curious what they're going to do because Ray Stevenson has passed away. Again, this will be addressed in the recasting issues yeah. of Star Wars. But there is so much mystery about him. How how can Ahsoka, as a teenager, defeat Darth Maul in, in those Clone Wars and she can't? defeat Balin. Not that she was really intending to at this point, but do you think she could have actually won that fight if she were there to confront him? I don't know. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of debate about that and everything else. And I think some of it's going to depend on what we learn about Balin, if we learn anything more about Balin going forward, because... Sounds like Mike was trying to bail on this this, uh, segment. See what you did there. But at the end of the day, we've got Ahsoka, we got... um, Ezra, we've got Sabine back together. Oh. We're going to see how they figure out a way to get out of the galaxy and back to their own, if they will. Well, we got to talk Thrawn 2 and his strategies, just the brilliance. We'll be back with more Ahsoka and nerdy topics after this break. Stay tuned. Back to the Nerd Show, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, as we go back in time to <laughs> just a happier time in the 1950s, Apparently. making toast and spreading some jam across, uh, I don't know, that's just what it reminded me of. Okay. I don't know. My brain is off. It was a little weird. You were born in the 80s. I was, but I like history. 
yeah. is just a statement at this Civil point. Civil War history. So we're um, you know we just had that uh, that mockery duel of Ahsoka delaying the inevitable. Uh, I don't know what that is, you know, but just trying to get uh, that monster thing, what, the howler. Yeah, the howler. Um, as uh, as Balin sends Shin off to fight, and to my I, that's very curious. He just let her go. There's God. I mean, I just am so confused, but excited for what Balin is really seeking. Does he somehow? You know, bring Bath pa- back Palpatine. Is that his end goal? Uh, to explain that kerfuffle from the sequels? Yeah, I don't know, but I do want to say that that little fight sequence is my biggest beef with the whole episode. With uh, uh, Shin? Ahsoka and Balin. Oh. Just a minute ago, you were fine with it. You didn't have it. No, beef no, no. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the battle sequence, but the logistics of why it happened. Mm-hmm. So think about this we have Ahsoka. And Hu Yang flying over the battle that's taking place where Ezra and Sabine are with these other ones. And why does she have to land and fight Balin to get his howler to be able then to go join the fight with Sabine and Ezra? <laughs> She's in a spaceship for crying out loud. Why couldn't have Hu Yang like dropped her off like right at the perimeter of that battle and she could have like taken, you know, two steps and now she's in the middle of it? I just the more I've thought about that whole sequence, I feel like that it was forced and we were like uh, destined to create it or destined to create a final confrontation between those two that we didn't need to have. They should have done that differently. And I'm not. Well, he also had the high ground. And if we know anything oh, about the gosh. high ground. But his high ground was like a mile and a half away. It's, it's just fair. dumb. It was like. Well, no. she's had a couple different lightsaber stances. The first time, you know, the, the two hands on one yep. sword. And then this one, she had, you know, her traditional more samurai stance. So I, I think it's interesting how she's kind of adapting. We didn't talk about the epic hollow recording of Anakin with the teachings. Yeah, and those have been cool. mentioned in the in Rebels before. Of He made about 20 of yeah. those. Um he still hasn't called her Snips yet, and I was hoping he'd call her Snips. He did in the very first episode, the very first time that he sees her in the in the world between worlds. Does he? He says that. Hey, Snips. Oh, yes, he does. He does. Yes, he does. One okay. time. So we've had it once. But I but want I, more. And I know you do, but I think they're building on this element of it's more of a adult relationship that Ahsoka's older and that that's really what he was tra- – he was trying to build her up and be more of that. What we saw – was her in much more of an adolescent role, and I think the recordings he made were intended for her to be older. So yeah, just quickly, we have a, a weird. Well, we have the banter with um, with Sabine and Ezra. I mean, it, it was just kind of hand in hand for what we saw in Rebels. He refused to take the lightsaber though, yep. and you know, kind of had a Yoda moment of the Force is my ally. Now yeah. he hasn't had a lightsaber in ten years. We don't know how he survived or got away from Thrawn. But it was kind of funny that he just got tossed right aside by Shin, which shows how powerful in the Force she is. Well, I think she was he was a little bit distracted because he also threw her way back at the very beginning of the battle. And so we're learning a little bit more about how those things happen. And we've seen how in some of the training and some of the books they talk about having to create a Force shield around yourself in order to stop that from happening. And, you know, they just he hadn't done it and Shin didn't do it earlier. So it happens. It, it was, you know, and then he did block her saber he with her the saber force, with his hands. and that was a cool shot too. As the 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 flames are, I don't know, you can't even call them flames, yeah. but just that that plasma energy yeah. is kind of bent backwards. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good duel, but you know, Ahsoka comes in, kind of, you know, saves the day, you know, 
it reminded me of Molly Weasley, you know, when uh, <laughs> Bellatrix cast the kill spell to her daughter and stay away, you, you know. Yeah. Um, and kind of had that conflict. There was no further fight. You know, Shin kind of retreated. Yeah. Where's she going? You know, I back to Thrawn, going to try to find Balin. Is Balin going to be off on his own thing? And meanwhile, with Thrawn, we get his brilliance shown yeah, again. His tactics. He wanted them to go out there. He, yep. he wanted to delay them long enough. Of course, the Republic fleet or Ahsoka didn't, you know, arrive and, and take on the Star Destroyer. So he's got this clean path mm-hmm. outside of Peridia. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what he wanted. So I, I, I'm Thrawn is a 10 out of 10 right now for me. And I don't know. Shouldn't go back to him. Where is he going to make it out of this galaxy this episode? Or are they going to be tied up somehow? I don't know. I, it, if, he'll make it out of this episode. You think he uh, will? Yeah. So what will happen? He makes it out and then it'll it'll be the end of the episode. That's what I think. Either either he makes it out or he comes into the new galaxy and that's how they'll leave it off. Yeah, I think one of the things, and I keep reading it online and I agree with it, and it's so funny how people talk about this. Well, it was never mentioned in the sequel trilogy, so how can it be? And it's like, we're literally creating characters that nobody knew were going to be in the sequel trilogy. So let's give them a little bit of slack. Mm-hmm. But there's a point there. There's no mention of... You know, Thrawn returning and, you know, rising up the First Order. So either he ends up showing out in Exegol, and that's where he kind of arrives and ends up helping to build up, you know, this First Order thing. Or another element I'm hearing is that they don't make it out. And now it's Thrawn, and he's trying to figure out what is he going to do in this current galaxy? Does he make it back to... You know, the unknown regions where that was always his focus is to get back and to protect his people. So there's a lot of different ways they could go with this. And I don't know which one I'm rooting for more. I'm rooting for and I've talked about some been vocal. I hope they don't make it out of this galaxy because it just wouldn't make sense if the New Republic is disassembling their fleet and Thrawn comes back and Thrawn's going to do damage. We know he doesn't win if he does because of episodes seven, eight, nine. But then you're going to tell me that somehow the the Mandalorians can't defeat Thrawn. The Imperials are waiting for him to get back. They will coalesce and come together if that happens. So if the Republic defeats him, what are they going to do? Okay, great. Now let's disassemble the fleet again. I yeah. mean, to me, that's making me realize how stupid the new Republic leadership is. Yeah. Um, so I hope they kind of get stranded and – more force discoveries there. I mean, these coffins that they're loading in, these tombs, mm-hmm. these, these caskets, I think, I mean, could they be dead death sisters or night sisters? Could they be, that could be resurrected by these witches? I or mean, maybe they're in stasis. I mean, maybe you have this large group of night sisters that have just chosen to go into stasis so that they can survive, that they can resurrect their kind if they ever make it back to the other galaxy. And they're able to retake Dathomir, and they're able to do some of those things. That's kind of where I'm going. It's almost like this: Hey, we're going on a journey, and we're gonna we're gonna save our resources by finding a way to put you all in stasis, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. Because so it would be, yeah. There's only three that we yeah. see right mm-hmm. there. Uh, we'll get into the other Star Wars topics down yeah. the road, maybe for when Ahsoka's over. But I'm itching. I can't wait. I'm yeah. just, uh, oh my gosh, been a great series, yeah, so far. 
Well, stay tuned. We have more nerdy topics. And uh, any writers out there, you'll want to hear what we have to say. At the end of the episode, you might be getting hired for a major cinematic organization. But you have to stay tuned to hear what that is. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the Nerd Show, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. We lost Dumbledore again. Yeah, it's twice. It's not a- That's the second Dumbledore from, um, not from the first two, but the third through... The last six. Right, nine. that's what I'm saying. When we actually lost, when Dumbledore actually, like... Yeah, he's it, he's passed away. Yeah. Is, it, is it true they're making an HBO series about the books? My understanding is they're literally rebooting the entire series, and they're going to retell the story in a episodical event, sort of like they've been doing with some of the other stuff, where it's going to be like a series of half-hour or an-hour shows will be a part of the Hogwarts series, as That's opposed fair. to Those books the needed films. more time for the films, but... Yeah, one one uh, book per season. That was... That was superbly cast though i i have very little if any complaints about the casting of harry potter agree especially especially the adults i mean every i mean mcgonagall dumbledore hagrid um even uh, you know lockhart and stuff snape and oh gosh snape was phenomenal so how do you how do you uh, i mean we've lost we've lost the actress who played dumbledore twice um, Narcissa Malfoy, actress we've lost, and Alan Rickman, who played Snape, yeah. we've lost. Wait, Malfoy died? Narcissa did, the the mom. So oh, okay. It's oh, just incredible acting all around, and I didn't care for the later Dumbledore as much. I preferred the older Dumbledore. Yeah. I just felt he had more of that, oh, serenity and peace, but also could be a complete B-A-M-F when he had to be. And was it Richard Harris? Do you have that on your wallet? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, there's there's a line that he delivers that has been controversial for Harry Potter fans ever since it came out, and it was in the Goblet of Fire, where he kind of chases Harry down, almost grabs him by the collar, and pushes him to a wall. Did you put your name into the Goblet of Fire? Whereas in the book, it is written as it says, "Well, Dumbledore asked calmly." Harry, did you put your name to the goblet? Yeah. And it's been one of the most controversial Dumbledore moments from that from that late actor of it just wasn't Dumbledore like. Yeah, it wasn't in it wasn't in character. Yeah, no. I thought that that part was really dumb. Dumbledore. Mm. But uh, uh it's it's sad to see him go. He was at 93, I think. 82. 82. Oh, well, I was round I, I believe Math. that's yeah, that according was, uh, to the internet. That was the math uh, that we were talking about betting earlier, making sure to get our line. That's <laughs> the the net was well. I guess gross. He was eighty three. You know, oh. is the in utero stuff. But oh my gosh, eighty two. But um, it's a sad passing. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, raise your wands high for. And so, taking that a step further, you mentioned in the last segment about the recasting element and some of that, and so. How does that play into this? If whether it's HBO going to restart a whole series and they're going to recast everybody, or it's in Star Wars and you're having to bring new 
characters into play, characters that we know and love in different realms. I mean, what do you think about that? You know, for Harry Potter, if they're starting from scratch, I'm fine with them starting from scratch. Uh, I think that's a – which is kind of strange to me. I really enjoyed the books and the movies were, were fine for what they are. You're never going to compare to the books. So I think you need a whole new cast. If they didn't lose an actor other than Dumbledore mid, you know, mid-filming. So other than Dumbledore, which you have to recast, he's such a big character – but looking at Star Wars, you know, we haven't seen a live-action Leia, using quotes, other than the CGI we got from Rogue One. So why can't we get Leia to come down? Why are we getting C-3PO? Why can't we get more Luke? Like, where is Luke in all of this? How did he and Ahsoka meet? You know, we're not, we're not getting some of these core characters because I think they're afraid after the solo flop that we're not going to like it. But I kind of want to see what Leia would be doing. Why can't Leia bother to show up for something like this with Hera? Well, because she's dead and Star Wars refuses to recast. Well, I think we also saw with Luke in, you know, The Mandalorian, he's building his Jedi, you know, his Jedi school. And so that's part of the reason that we're not seeing him more involved. We could see that in either the next episode of The Man or the next season of The Mandalorian or of Ahsoka if we ever get back to, you know, the the Star Wars universe. So I think those are there, but I agree with you. I think it would be okay for us to start to go and introduce someone who could be that mid to late 20s Leia that isn't Carrie Fisher. And, you know, maybe it is, you know, her daughter. Maybe it is somebody else who looks like that. I know that they're really trying to avoid doing any kind of CG work and like the de-aging or whatever else that they've done primarily to pay respect for it. And I, I just don't know that the fans would tolerate it. I think overall there'd probably be more blowback mm. than there would be acceptance and just going, well, this is the character, but it's not, it's not the person we grew up with. I go back to the matrix. And if you remember in the second matrix, uh, the lady that played the Oracle in the first film passed away and so they brought the Oracle character back, and she looked different. And they and she actually, sounded different, and yeah. she wasn't as good. And no, no offense to her. She no, no, no. Agreed. Not as good. And they acknowledge it flat out. And it was like, you know, I know, you know, I look different and blah, blah, blah. And you can't really do that for some of the films and the shows we're talking about. But I think you just but acknowledge are we getting, it. Are we getting less of a story content because of their fear of that? And I do think Solo was the reason. That hit theaters two months after Episode Eight did, and that got terrible reviews. I don't know what the heck Disney was thinking still releasing that when they did. I don't think it was Aaron Aldrich's, um I, I fault. No. no. But I, he it, did, just, it he wasn't did a great story. Um, no one really cared about... I think, to how Han found Chewie. Anyway, I want to certainly get into this more because I think it will become more of an issue as we have these stories that are... I mean, look at if Lord of the Rings introduces Gandalf. Are you going to have um, Ian McKellen back or what happens if he passes and we somehow have to go to you know see old Gandalf? Yeah. I think we're holding ourselves back by not recasting. Last but, thing I'll say on it, I think that it can be done and if it's done well because I look at what Donald Glover did, they cast that character yeah. perfectly... He is a young mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian. Who's getting a movie instead of a TV yes, series now. But I think you can do it. And so I think it just it's going to take more work by the casting people to figure out the right character in order to play that in a different sense or in a recast element well. Yeah, but how I say Marvel, take the time and do it. But how's Marvel going to cast the X-Men? 
I don't know how they're going to cast it, but, but I heard... they certainly are hiring writers. Yeah, tell us about that, Micah. Well, later this fall, they are going to be holding a number of meetings with uh, prospective writers to uh, get some thoughts on what they would like to write, some ideas. What's well, They really are scraping the bottom of the barrel, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, after this latest... Uh, phase, which was a disaster, I think the only thing that can save it is... Hugh Jackman? <laughs> well, maybe. But they'll probably only have him in Deadpool 3, so I'm guessing they'll have Deadpool. Deadpool will somehow cross the two over. Or I don't know how they're going to do it, but the X-Men and Fantastic Four, the only way to save it. I think, you know, I've loved the X-Men growing up, the the original movies, um, even some of the younger generations where they introduced younger characters mm-hmm. and versions I thought was okay. The stories just got a bit out there, and, I mean, it's X-Men. I know it's all sci-fi and make-believe, but when then you just start redoing it and then redoing it and then adding these extra elements and then going back in time, and, and, and it's just hard to follow. It is, but I want to point out that that was another environment where they literally – recast or they cast different individuals to play the same characters that we were used to. We had a young professor-esque. We had a young um, Raven slash, I can't remember what her... Mystique. Mystique. So we had other characters play those individuals, and they did it fairly well, and people were... They accepted it. It wasn't like they go, well, that Jennifer Lawrence doesn't look like Rebecca Romaine Stamos, so that just can't be her. They kind of went with it. It was a younger version, so I think you can do it. The problem was always the storytelling. The problem was never, and they, oh God, they never should have gone with the Phoenix Saga. Not the first time, certainly not the second time. They did, Fox never learned their lesson. Hopefully Marvel does. Well, Uh, we'll see. They've done a good job, but the last, well. Tune in next week for our series recap of Ahsoka, season recap, and uh, other nerdy things. Can't wait to dissect that episode. Nerdians, you stay nerdy.